I was in a space with the Carib Dow, and if you've been following the Twitter, you know that I'm at an event currently, and I'm going to be speaking and presenting Bitcoin and Web3 and all these different things to people here locally on the island of Jamaica, where I'm recording this right now. But the question that came up in that space was, what exactly is a DAO? We're going to dive into that today and explain what that is, because there's a lot of definitions and it's all over the place. Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. So before we dive into a DAO, I just wanted to say, if you are not subscribed to our weekly newsletter, the Nifty Business Week, you can sign up for that absolutely free, cover all the amazing things that we're doing within this whole Nifty Business world, and also highlighting some amazing things that's happening in the broader Web3 picture in five minutes. You can read through that, it comes out weekly. It is at niftybusinessweek.com. Now, what exactly is a DAO? So the definition straight up is a decentralized autonomous organization. Okay, cool. A lot of people can roll that off of their tongue. What exactly does decentralized autonomous organization mean? I don't want to be one of those people that uses the definition of the word within the definition, but a way of organizing an organization. Now, a way of putting together a body for a particular purpose. So in the case of companies, we're talking about usually people assembled in resources for a particular mission. So a corporation, according to the law, is a person also, John Doe is a person. So legally, those two people have some sort of purpose, right? And they have a body. So that's where the whole organization thing comes from. Now, decentralized, we already know, like decentralized is what we're doing in crypto. There is no CEO of it. There is no headquarters, one person making all the decision. That is all spread out. It is scattered. So it is basically a democracy of decision making spread out and there's should be anyways, no way to collude, no way to influence towards uh, having very few people having all the power. And then it was autonomous. And that is the most elusive of the three words. It is self-running. This is something that is not ran top down by, again, someone on top. This has the freedom to govern itself and run itself and have its own affairs and so forth. So an autonomous country, for example, is someone that broke apart from the greater empire. So whether it is someone who was leaving the Soviet bloc or the people that were in theory, leaving the British Empire and becoming their own country. If they're autonomous, they can make their own decision. The queen or the czar or the uh, whoever it is, is not directly involved in the affairs of that. It runs itself. So an autonomous organization it is an organization that runs itself. And in the case of a DAO, it runs itself decentralized. What exactly does that mean? Sure, we might know what those three words mean, but how does this play out? Well, within the whole NFT landscape of things, we don't see this play out as the definition is like normally it's like yeah if you hold these nfts you're here for a period of time you might get some tokens you might get some governance voting on how we do things and we call ourselves a DAO. but at the end of the day the founders are the ones that are still doing it then there's whales and all the people that are actually holders how many people are actually participating so you don't even really need a majority of the nfts to have all of the say because let's just say there's ten thousand nfts someone has a thousand of those. They only have 10%, which is a massive amount. But when a vote is put up to test, of those, let's say 5,000 unique holders, 
only 500 of them actually end up voting. So that person who has a thousand of them, really, whatever they say goes, they go to the vote, they bring their 10% of the outstanding, but only a very small fraction of those people are voting. Anything that is proposed, they're the ones who have the final say. And that is what we do not want. And that is why it is also very important when you look at the unique holders within an NFT project or a particular coin or a token or anything to really see, well, does this have the potential of one person saying everything and it goes for everyone else? Well, the same thing can happen with these rug pulls. Like we're seeing that these founders who have so much of the liquidity and then they pull out and then they cash out to Ethereum or another coin and then just enjoy their payday while the coin goes crashing down and not calling any names. But uh, recently this happened to quite a few meme coins and they're all over Twitter and people are just left uh, brokenhearted. But that is why you don't want that concentration of power in one place. So when it comes to these DAOs now, NFT DAOs in particular are the most notorious for this because they are neither decentralized or autonomous. They just happen to be organizations in the sense that they are a body of holders. So when you're looking at a true DAO in its essence, the best example of this would be something like Bitcoin, to be honest. Like, I know it's not technically referred to as being a DAO and so forth, but if you look at how Bitcoin operates, there is really no CEO. Yeah, Satoshi wrote the white paper, but Bitcoin at this point can go wherever it wants to go. And that is where and why it, it, I would refer to it as the best example of a DAO. So when we're in this space and uh, the writer was asking the founder of CaribDAO exactly, well, what is a DAO? Why did you guys choose a DAO? It was very interesting the answer that he used. The long story short is we choose to use a DAO instead of another structure or launch an NFT project because we can do a lot of different things. We can have our token that teaches people in the Caribbean to use uh, the blockchain and so forth without having to risk ETH or Bitcoin or something of real value. We can even give them these tokens that are a part of what we're trying to build. And as a reward for just educating themselves, they're given this token that really essentially has no monetary value at this point. Sure, it has a, a very low monetary value, but what I'm talking about is compared to ETH and Bitcoin and so forth, then yeah, it is much easier to learn, make mistakes with this token. And as someone who is learning and coming into the ecosystem, taking part in what's going here, then you become a part of the DAO by holding these tokens and you can participate in all the things that are going on. So whether that is members that are then at a future date launching their NFT projects or having their events and so forth, like we're having this free workshop and so forth. And by the way, at the point of recording this, I am not officially in the DAO. I plan to join the DAO, but I'm just letting you know, like, so I'm not promoting this DAO saying, hey, go check out the Curb DAO. But if you are someone who is on the island, you'll be around, sure, <laughs> pop in and we're going to be teaching these workshops. But people can come into this particular DAO without spending any money, just giving the time of understanding and learning, interacting with the community and the organization, and then where it goes from there is all voted on by the people that hold the token. So in this case, you can basically get sweat equity into this organization. So you might not have any dollars to come in with, but you're able to put your time and effort into learning, interacting, showing up at events, Twitter raids, and playing games, and just doing whatever it is that is need to be done within the organization. And as a result, you're rewarded for it. This token, which 
right now has no monetary value for the most part. And over time, if more people in the Caribbean or whichever DAO it is gets into it, then they're able to then have their own value to it, right? So it's very interesting where a DAO can go but most times, people are so confused, like, what is a DAO? There was a Constitution DAO. Their whole purpose was trying to buy a copy of the U.S. Constitution. There are uh, so many countless DAOs that are out there. I have an email right now from Athena DAO to help women getting into Web3 and spreading tech. And then there's um, various DAOs. I, I think there was a shark something, another DAO for one of the uh, scary shark NFTs that I used to hold. They now have rebranded. I forget the exact name of it, but that was my first Solana project. And and that was all about voting and what it was happening was in that ecosystem, how they're going to have staking and rewards and all that stuff. But again, too, NFT communities that have DAOs, it is very different than a true essence of a DAO. A lot of the times when these companies or brands or whatever, they're saying, oh, they're starting a DAO. It was like the flavor of the day during the bull market. You'd have your mint, you would have your giveaway, you'd have some charity, which is like just crazy. Think about it. You are launching a company, you're going to VCs and you're going to say, okay, well, we're going to put 20% of these funds towards a charity. That would never happen. But <laughs> during the bull market, people are launching so-called companies with NFTs and saying like the first thing on the roadmap was to give away 20% of the revenue. So great. Yeah, if this is a charitable organization, absolutely awesome. But a lot of people are buying into them thinking that they were going to get a financial return. How are you going to get a financial return from a company that's giving away 20% off the top, right? <laughs> the goals and visions were completely misaligned from day one. But whatever, it was the bull market. We were all learning. Things were going crazy. And uh, most of those things are at zero right now. But that was where we were at that time. So going forward, they had on the roadmap, usually towards the end, after everything was minted out, that they would create a DAO out of their holders. And then they would vote for season two or the next rendition of the NFT or whatever it might be. So it was all over the place. And that was just how things were going at that time. But now it kind of feels like the NFT DAO is not the flavor of the day anymore and people have really fallen away from that. However, DAOs actually have not gone away. There's still DAOs doing all sorts of things and all over the world you can find DAOs. And in certain countries, the legal rights of these DAOs are starting to make their way into laws such as how a corporation, an LLC, sole proprietor partnership, limited partnership, and all these different things are a part of the legal system. Well, DAOs are starting to get there right now. And in some countries, they're required these DAOs to then start a corporation that is owned by the DAO. And then they would have their legal affairs in the real world with bank accounts and so forth using the DAO as the owner of the corporation or whatever it might be. I mean, it's all over the place right now. We're figuring this out as we go along. But the general premise of it, just like how shareholders within a company can make votes, that's what DAO holders can do. However, there is not a CEO to basically make all the decisions within the company and then the shareholders just really replace board members who are the ones who are hiring the CEO and so forth. So it's, it's different. It's a completely different structure. But I think going forward, like how we're going to define what a DAO is, it's just another structure to organize people in towards a particular purpose. And 
if that is the right option for you, then okay, cool, explore that. But in most cases, it is not going to be a very efficient, it is not going to be a fast moving thing. And where it is legally, I mean, I don't know, uh, the laws are still being written. So you could get yourself into some muddy waters. Well, are you going to be held liable for certain things? Does it have the same limited liability protections as a corporation and so forth? Those things have not been hammered out and panned out yet. So is the founder or the leader of the DAO who initially launched it, the one who is then legally compliant and so forth, like, you know, where's this all going? Uh, we don't know. So bridging it all in and say where all the stuff is relevant and what's going on here is a DAO is a very interesting structure. But when you see this thing thrown around, speak to whichever team founder project it is and say what exactly is happening here and what are the properties and elements of this DAO? Because a DAO to me might mean something completely different to you. So to make sure that you're on the same page of a DAO, if you're thinking of buying into one or getting involved with one, is to really understand, well, what do you mean by DAO? Don't take it for granted that you know the definitions of decentralized, autonomous, and organization, because that DAO could have neither of those elements except for it is an organization. And uh, when I say organization, I do mean that lightly because it could be very disorganized. So with that said, I hopefully you found this interesting and going to this particular topic, there's a lot of confusions around DAOs. And if you go to ChatGPT or any of these things and look up definitions of what a DAO is, you're going to see the definition on paper. But what plays out in practice is very different from what is in theory. So do your homework, do your own research, and whatever it is that you're getting involved in, just know what they stand for, how it is operated, and so forth, and ask as many questions as you possibly can. And if anyone tries to shut you up and say that you're asking too many questions, well, right up front, you know, that is not the organization that you want to be involved with anyways. So just watch from afar or just dismiss them. Wipe the dust off your feet and move on to the next one. I just think it's, they won't answer your questions and you're rude and not participating, then it's probably not your people anyways. So with that said, hopefully you found this interesting. Thank you for listening to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.